When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Friday edition, Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Jacob Padilla is with us. You at the stadium, man? Where you at? I am. I uh, had the Fred, uh, muted, Fred Herbert press conference uh, this morning uh, and decided to stick around for a high school game tonight, so... I don't have anywhere to go. I figured I'd come work in the press box. Nice. Good work. They, they, do you have to, to crawl up or they let you? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, well, good. You're just hammering away. Good to spend time with Jacob Badilla. Find him on Twitter at Jacob Badilla underscore. Jacob, we'll get to hoops in a minute, but want to get your take and, and reaction to uh, Nebraska and uh, kind of their full force heading down to Chandler, Arizona before the, de- the dead period and handicap your thoughts on on Riola and and Nebraska and how that relationship's growing this this race to be relevant for Nebraska we know the family history but we also know the other programs that are uh, in hot pursuit for the for the five-star quarterback yeah ultimately uh, Dylan's going to have to decide what's most important to him um, that's the thing about this recruiting you never know as those of us on the outside trying to follow this stuff and figure out all right who wants to go where what kind of chance do they have you never know what ends up being the most important factor for these kids that's why recruiting is so volatile and hard to predict at, at times but um, seems like Nebraska is certainly doing everything they can to make sure that he knows how much they, they want him to, to, to pick Nebraska and uh, trying to make him comfortable with the program as a whole, with the coaching staff, with what he'd find if he does choose Lincoln. Um, obviously, he knows uh, quite a bit about the program with his dad there. And I, I think ultimately, I think Do- uh, Dominic would like for his son to, to go to a winning Nebraska program. Like, ideally, that would be, uh, I think that, but, but it's, uh, it's Dylan's choice ultimately. He has to decide does he want to go to one of these powerhouse programs and uh and kind of live that life and have a chance to win national championship whatever um, or does he want to come to nebraska where obviously different expectations different point in their program uh but if if matt rule and his staff do kind of get this thing back on track he could be an important part of turning that around and that in itself uh, maybe he never wins a national championship at nebraska but that like helping Nebraska get back into contention for one of those could go a long way and could be something that uh, he finds truly meaningful. So all that type of stuff um, like are things that he has to decide all right, what's important to him. Uh, and I, I think rule and company are doing everything they can to, to make sure that like, if he does pick Nebraska, like he knows what he's getting. Jacob, what's your take on uh, Omar Hales hopping on Madden and going and playing uh, Dylan Riola and, and, and I guess as a follow-up question, if you were in that position, if you were recruiting a high schooler, what's your game of choice? 
Uh, and I think that's where it's smart that uh, Matt Rule has hired uh, so many young people that can uh, can relate. Well, as, as somebody with, who's about uh, that age, I can say if if I was getting recruited and someone wanted to run some duos in Modern Warfare with me as a recruiting pitch, like I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, again, it's just another way to build a relationship. It's just another tool. Um, so same as texting, same as calling, same as these visits. Um, just another way to stay in touch, to, to kind of connect on uh, a level with a recruit where um, they that they enjoy and uh, find value in. So uh, it's, it's smart to have people that are connected uh, like that, that are interested in those types of things. And um, we'll see. Hopefully, I, I don't think he necessarily has to uh, let uh, Dylan win. To, uh, that's probably going a bit too far there, but uh, it, it is kind of cool seeing just the relationship continuing to build. And um, they, they're certainly not shy about advertising the length that they're going mm. to, both for him and for uh, a lot of the other recruits that, that they're chasing. Jacob, uh, more football uh, in the Metro, uh, just up the road from you. You got Christian Jones, uh, 2025 prospect from Westside, getting the SC offer today. Carter Nelson, tremendous talent. Sparty is more involved in the Metro. And then comment also, uh, third name today, Anthony Rizak, just a great ball player from Westside. Iowa State uh, in to see him. Shieldhouse, I think their OC uh, was was by. Uh, It just keeps on growing and it's been a good area for a lot of years but it, it seems like it's it's as ripe as it's ever been from a talent standpoint in omaha here the next couple of years yeah just i think continuing to um see the results of the the years of uh, improvement effort money resources put into the kind of the infrastructure the youth levels the high school level is just growing uh growing the talent level making sure kids all over the place have opportunities to go get in extra work to get in extra training uh to learn from people that have been there um it it, and it's paying off now with the the rise in in potential division one players and um it's been cool to see definitely like uh rezac and uh brother teddy as well as a really good athlete as well it'd be Mm -hmm. interesting to see kind of what level both those two set in and settle in at um anthony's so much fun to watch at that quarter as a dual threat quarterback. Um, just just a phenomenal player. And Teddy's versatile as well. I uh, can play both sides of the ball in multiple positions, both pretty similar athleticism. And it's really athletic family. We saw what, uh, what older brother Dom did um, there. So, um, and Carter Nelson, just freak athlete. A coach against him in basketball. Like he only dunked on us twice. Uh, <laughs> so there's a, a lot uh, a lot to like there for him, certainly out there in Ainsworth, obviously playing a little lower level. Um, hard, kind of hard to, to judge the, the production, all that type of thing from, from that. Um, but the fact that he is attracting all this attention from the, these power programs, I think shows how, how much of a, how talented he is. So um yeah just i think we're going to continue to see the steady stream of coaches come through the metro come through the state um and obviously nebraska is going to be there uh, as a big part of that as we've seen jacob Badil is with us here it's hail varsity radio and jacob i'll just pose the question to you dare we talk husker basketball and what they face in the next couple of games it just seems like a season that had so much hope has been derailed so quickly yeah it's it's really unfortunate um 
just a team already that couldn't had very little margin for error. Now losing two of your four best players. Um, it, it just really puts a damper on everything that uh, the progress that they've made. And um, now you're kind of in danger zone here where um, I think it, it was good to see the progress made. He kind of liked the direction that the program was heading. Uh, and now without those guys, you got to find a way to stay afloat, not to lose all that, to, to kind of go into a tailspin, have the wheels fall off. Like that's now the, the task in front of Fred Hoiberg. Um, I, I wrote in my column this week on, on Wednesday on HaleVarsity.com uh, just kind of how I'm recalibrating expectations, my, the way I view this team. And down the stretch here, I think the way to watch this team is to really try to appreciate the, the time left that Sam Griesel and Derek Walker have in Nebraska uniforms. Obviously very different uh, journeys to get to this point, um, but two guys that have given everything they have uh, to this program. Sam coming back as a hometown kid this year, Derek, over four years, getting better and better. Um, so th- that's one thing, like you got 10, 11, 12, however many games left of those guys in Husker uniforms. So we'll see kind of what they can do stepping forward, trying to adjust as, as defenses adjust without the with Fanamel and Gary and how they can impact winning. Um, but the other thing is the, the young guys, the guys that are going to be back next year. What do guys like Jamarcus Lawrence and Denim Dawson show? Um, we obviously saw uh, Lawrence play well, hit four threes, had a couple of really nice passing reads, um, and three assists, just one turnover in his first start uh, against Northwestern. You need to see that continue, to see him kind of – because we've seen flashes of uh, from Dawson, from uh, from Lawrence, from Wilhelm Breidenbach even had that short stretch where he uh, played really good basketball, struggled again recently. you got to figure – Fred Hoiberg has to figure out what he has coming back so that he can shape the plans moving forward and figure out what he needs to go find in the off season to add to this program, to replace the guys that they're losing. And um, so that's kind of what like these guys are going to have to play. There's nobody else. So we're going to see Lawrence play in 30 minutes. We're going to see Dawson out there 20, 30 minutes, depending on how the game's going uh, because there's nobody else to put in for them. So they need to take advantage of that and show like, Hey, um, we've kind of been, Towards the back end of the rotation here, we're getting spot minutes here and there, but uh, with these last these last 10, 12 games, show that they can be parts, like important parts, rotation players for this program moving forward beyond this season. Jacob, one of the things we discussed yesterday was that future of Hoiberg, and you mentioned the offseason, but is it a guarantee that Fred Hoiberg gets another year? I mean, one of the things we talked about yesterday was the fact that the, these next 10 games feel pretty important for the future of Fred Hoiberg. And I just want to get your take on, on what the hot seat situation is looking like for Fred Hoiberg as it stands right now. Yeah, it's really tough with the injury situation. I think the trajectory that the program was on, he had uh, was going to end up earning another year because the kid done everything that Trev Alberts wanted to see, uh, get him at least one more year. Now the question is, would he be able to do it again? Again, a lot of the, the program's success were kind of the upperclassmen that aren't going to be back next year. So that's a lot to replace. So um, it's not like uh, Hoiberg had saved his entire tenure here, but I think he had earned himself at least another year to see what he can continue to do. Um, but now we've got the injuries and kind of the, the trains in danger of falling off the tracks. Uh, so that's, I think, if we continue to see them be competitive, if they find a way to scrape out a couple of these wins or in it down the stretch of most of these games, Obviously, there'll probably be a few ones that, that get rough on the road against the better teams they'll face. But um, play good basketball at home, continue to play hard, uh, scrape out a few wins here or there. Um, 
as long as you can kind of continue to see that, I think Trevor Alberts will lean towards giving him at least one more year to see what happens. Uh, but if if the wheels fall off and it starts to look really bad, that's kind of when you start to wonder, well, um, what's going to happen here? Because uh, we've seen in the past when things have gone poorly for, for other coaches at, at Nebraska, like it gets to a point where like, wh- what are we doing here? You can't really try this again. So that's kind of where they're at right now. Like, he's got to keep this thing together, keep the guys playing hard, keep the guys playing together, and try to find some some, uh, some solutions to – uh, the problems that these injuries have uh, uh, provided. Jacob, I want to keep you for just a couple of minutes on the other side, if that's okay, to hit the prep weekend. Some big ball games uh, in the Metro and in Lincoln tonight. And, and of course, uh, try and sift through as we get closer to district action. And then ultimately, State, can you hang on real quick? Yep. All right, good stuff. Jacob Padilla is posting up, calling for the ball on the uh, sixth floor of Memorial Stadium. Uh, he was down uh, checking things out, of course, covering Hoiberg and company before they took off for Maryland. We'll have more thoughts on Nebraska and uh, the recruiting weekend. Just one official visitor right now that'll be in this weekend, but Coach Rule's been around that 500-mile radius. The rest of his staff, well, I think they got some suntan lotion out down there in Chandler, Arizona. More with Jacob Badella, Hale Varsity continues, presented by Currency. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Friday edition, Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Jacob Badella, a couple more minutes on the other side here to talk high school ball. And Jacob, uh, some really entertaining games on the docket tonight and tomorrow. What's on your radar this evening? Where are you going to be posted? A couple of fun ones down in Lincoln tonight. Uh, I believe you're going to be on the call for Lincoln East at Lincoln Southwest. Uh, Spartans look bounce back from a tough showing against uh, Lincoln Southeast on Tuesday. A Southeast team that may be starting to kind of figure some things out after a slow start to the season. We knew they were talented, but uh, got up to a bit of a slow start. So uh, if they continue to get better, that makes the, the city race all that more interesting um but i think i'm gonna head over to carney at lincoln north star because i haven't seen either one of those teams play they're both um having pretty solid seasons um some young guys on both teams obviously north star has the the twin towers inside of brennan clemens jr and sam Linnell. so um looking forward to that one tonight for sure jacob as we get into the last month of the the, the prep season now is about the time whenever you want to start getting hot if you're a high school basketball team to get to get into districts and get into state going the right way. So uh, you kind of mentioned one team with, with Lincoln Southeast that's getting hot at the right time. You've seen any others that are getting hot and you think might be a little bit worrisome if they, they end up in your district come March? Mm, I'm not sure if I've seen anybody necessarily hit um, any kind of real hot streak. Um, I guess Lincoln Pius X has uh, certainly found his stride after a slow start. Um, they handed Omas Gut their first loss of the season on Tuesday. I was at that one. Uh, impressive showing there. Shot the ball really well um, to win that one. Um, but I think in general, it's kind of the same teams that we felt uh, are kind of there in the chase. Omaha Westside is kind of interesting in that um, they they just got Ricky Lofton back, uh, transfer from Omaha South, who tore his ACL at the end of last season. Um, just a couple of games under his belt now, so he's still kind of feeling his way back. But between C.J. Mitchell continuing to kind of 
find his game coming back from the injuries. Caleb Benning obviously got off to a slow start with the football injury coming into the year. Um, with those two, plus uh, Ricky Lofton kind of getting back into the mix. As a team that could be better um, come the the end of February than it is now, late in January, um, in terms of just kind of looking different than what we've seen to this point. So um, that's a team that just lost to Omaha uh, Creighton Prep in that rivalry on Tuesday. Um, Westside's got to figure something out on offense, got to shoot the ball a little bit better than they have, but they certainly have the pieces. And again, adding a player like Lofton, who was a pretty solid player before his injury, could change kind of the picture a little bit for them at least. Jacob, a, a thought where kind of your top three right now are with the Metro and Omaha, and give me your top three in Lincoln. Uh, well, Bell W West. West one, Gretna two, yeah. and <laughs> uh, number three, I, uh, I I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Probably some someone between West Side and Miller North and Creighton Prep. They've mm-hmm. all beaten each other at this point. Um, so it's probably one of those three who I, I don't know at this point because Westside beat Miller North and then prep beat, uh, Westside and Miller North beat prep. Uh, so it's kind of, again, being each other up there. Uh, it, it really like after the top two in the Metro, I think, uh, Omaha looks quite a bit like Lincoln is right now. Um, mm-hmm. Lincoln doesn't have a Bellevue West. But all those teams are beating each other, and it's, it seems like it's a different team on top of the the, the pile every week. Um, again, Lincoln East had the best record among all those teams, and then they go and lose by 19 to Southeast, who had the worst record uh, of the group. Um, Southwest, we've seen them get some really good wins, but then they've also struggled. Like, I honestly, do you have any idea how you would rank the, the teams in Lincoln at this point? Because I don't. Right, right now, I, I think Lincoln High is up there, and it, it changes. Like you have teams move into the rankings, and then get knocked out by the teams just outside the rankings. I think, like from a danger standpoint, I think Southeast, if they and they've done this early in the year, it was turnovers and finishing games. Well, they've started doing that. Um, and they kind of got things righted when they when they had a pretty impressive win at Pius. Pius has picked it up, as, as you've mentioned. Uh, I have not seen East yet this year, but I'm I'm really anxious to see uh, their squad tonight because they're going to have to control tempo against Southwest. And as far, as far as like just talent, like roster, Southwest is a major league wow. Uh, I mean, they've got young pups that don't play young, and um, uh, they're they're really really good. I mean, they could they could they could really get hot, and then just from a a depth and a talent standpoint, Southwest could put a monster run together. But I think East does a great job of doing the little things and sharing the ball, and and they, they can hit from downtown. I think Lincoln High is super athletic, and to your point about North Star with their bigs. I mean, Clemens is is fantastic. So if I'm going to – Clemens and San Liddell, I've got a chance to see them a couple times this year. Whenever they're both hitting on all cylinders, which it feels like they've been doing more recently, that's a very, very tough team to go beat. I mean, I'm going to probably go go Lincoln High, East, and Pius right now if I'm ranking this week. Yeah. But Southeast is knocking on that door. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, North Star is the last one uh, of that group that I haven't seen yet. So I'll knock. I'll kind of check them off the list tonight. See basically mm-hmm. everybody wants. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, and I'd be curious to see how East kind of deals with south, Southwest length. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're kind of guard oriented team where they're, they're five mans, like six three and uh, four guards around him. Um, they rely so much on the, the two carters there at Mick and Templemeyer. Um, one of those guys gets hot, they'll have a chance to win any single game. If they both get hot, then they're a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but Southwest, again, with that length, with the zones they can switch out and throw out there, um, might be tougher to get kind of those shots off both around the rim and from the perimeter. So that's kind of an intriguing matchup. That's the one that I originally always think I don't want to go to that one, but I was like, well, I haven't seen either one of these teams. I've seen both of them play once mm-hmm. already, so I wanted to chuck uh, mark a few more off off the list, but um, yeah, it's going going to continue to be fun. Again, I think it's. Uh, wonder how many of these teams we're going to. We'll, we'll see how kind of districts play out, and mm-hmm. um, be curious to see how many of these can can crack that that eight down uh, at PBA. No, exactly, and I mean it's it's just it's awesome. I mean it's elbow to elbow, Fridays and Saturdays in in high school gyms, and it's just a great atmosphere night in and night out. Jacob, enjoy your night. Thanks for giving us a few minutes to hit some some prep hoops, some recruiting, and, of course, Husker basketball. Uh, enjoy your weekend, bud. Yep, always fun talking with you guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. There he is, Jacob Padilla, with us from HaleVarsity.com and Magazine at Jacob Padilla. My rankings are subject to change. Well, I feel like if you ask anybody who covers high school basketball in the city of Lincoln, they'll all have a different top three. Because I think mine right now – is probably Southwest, North Star, and Lincoln High. But then Southeast, over the next week or so, could I think realistically come and overtake any of those three teams mm-hmm. based on how they perform? And uh, don't sleep on Lincoln Northeast either. They've had a, a couple of good no, wins No, I mean, North, Northeast was right there against Bell West. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were right there. And then Bell West uh, did what they did in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, it was a three-point, four-point ball game. And at times, Northeast had the lead. Man, it's blur- it's blurring together for me. Um, was that back start of January? I think it was start of January or that sounds right. Right towards the new year. So we'll wind down this first hour. Bill Dolman waiting in the wings a little bit after five. Brady Oltman's more on Nebraska and their full court press on Dylan Riola. Hail Varsity continues presented by Currency.